I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to Culture Vulture. As usual, joined here with Liv. Shmivy, how are ya? <laughs> I don't know if Schmivy has ever made it to the pod. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am Schmivy. <laughs> because, you know, um, Smivy off of Gavin and Stacey. Anyone listening, I don't know if you'll know Smivy, played by James Corden. Back in James Corden's, what? Heyday. Heyday, yeah, exactly. Back in his heyday before he went on Cats and started over singing over top of Adele and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um Back when he knew his place. No, no, no. Anyway, Shmivy, how are you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. You I'm good, good Luce? Uh, um, yeah, no, feeling good. Feeling, I don't know, a little tired? Yeah. A little sort of like um, we've recorded the afternoon a, slump. We've recorded a really special podcast this morning, which will be out next week, and you can hear it. And me and Love are just talking all about periods over on the shit show, and like all, everything comes Everything up. you ever would need to know about periods and period about cups. About and, and what do you Yeah, mean? you get a very, a very intimate insight into the lives of Lucy and I. But do you know whose life we're going to get even more intimately inside today? Nice segue. Our man, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I am sick and tired of hearing about this man. We're talking about Ye and Kim and the controversies and the relationships that have basically formed the second half of his life. And we're looking at the underpinning of it all, really, uh, which is, as we mention every time we talk about Ye, his struggles with mental health and bipolar disorder. And so today, as we go through the two big relationships in his life, him with Kim and him with Trump. Mm-hmm. We talked about Donda, possibly the third big relationship last week. Um, it, we are going to be looking at it, as always, from a place of empathy and a place of trying to understand something that luckily a lot of us won't have to go through, but a lot of people do. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, although we know that he struggles with bipolar disorder, we don't really know what that is. Mm. And also a lot of people have kind of been skirting around the subject. So I think we're going to kind of get into the hairy details of Mm. it. Definitely. Now, we're forgoing Naughty or Nice this week because this whole episode, to be honest, is like a Naughty or Nice. Like, most of it's pretty naughty. And also, full disclosure, Liv usually usually runs the big, chunky topics of these episodes, and I usually run Naughty or Nice. And this week, it just felt like too much for me to be running the chunky bit and the Naughty or Nice. And I honestly... Look after yourself. Put yeah. up boundaries. <laughs> exactly. If you don't want to do it, boundaries with you and your podcast. You've got to look boundaries after Boundaries between Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he probably could have put up some boundaries between him and Trump or like probably needs some. I think he needs some boundaries put in place, but we'll get but into that. First of all, Liv, what describes your week? Do not think we're forgoing this. Okay, well, we've got a joint we've one got this a joint week. One, yeah. um, <laughs> this is so stupid. Anyway, it's The Price is Right. Does anyone remember that TV show? I'm not going to lie. I know the premise of the TV show. Don't think I've ever watched it in my life. Oh, look, I think it was one of those things that maybe mum and dad might have put on the TV. It feels like a fever dream, you know, yeah. and you're like, did that actually exist? So is that where you just, like, get given something, you got to guess the price? Yeah, I think so. All types of merchandise. We could be so wrong as well. Yeah, well, no, I sort of looked it up. Okay, um, great, great. So Fact-checking. This show is, like, the longest-running quiz show ever or something. It started in the 50s. And live kind of true because we're real big on starting a quiz team at the oh, moment. Oh, true. So, like, so that just oh, relate, it all just goes relatable. together, doesn't it? But, yeah. It started in the 50s, got rebranded like in the 70s. People go on, I think they guess the price of shit. And the reason why it describes both Lucy and I's week, probably more mine. Probably more yours. Because Liv, we always go around, Liv's moved into a new flat. We go around there and I've been on many a house tour. I jump on every every tour. There's yeah. always someone new there to show. So basically we had drinks. People, literally every guest that came in, no one had been to our house before. And they all came separately. <laughs> They all go separately. We've all been obsessed. My entire flat has been obsessed with like interior design. I think I've mentioned it. It's kind of been the 
topic of discussion for my last two weeks. But um, but in the weekend, I literally was giving everyone house tours and being like, guess how much this was? $70. Guess how much this was? $30. Marketplace, marketplace, marketplace. And then we'd, and then we, someone said, maybe it was me or Liv, we were sitting down having a few drinks at this point. We had a few drinks and someone was like, it's like the price is right. And then me and Liv were like, should we play the price is right? Like, so we were sitting there like a little bit drunk. And then I was like, right, Liv, how much is a block of butter? And we were both sort of like from six fifty to eight dollars is where we were guessing. So then Liv opens up her laptop to Google it. And first of all, there's something hilarious. You know when you've been looking at something and then you just close your laptop and then you open it in front of someone and you're really embarrassed. And you're quite embarrassed. Thank and God it's it happened you. to the best of us. It has. Um, so first of all, that happened. And People then, are going to think I was watching porn or something. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Although it's sort of happened to me before with the porn. <laughs> anyway, that's that's probably a story maybe for the for another day. Podcast. I think so. <laughs> for another podcast or for another day. You guys can uh, keep listening just on the off chance that I maybe share that story. Um, but then we ended up sitting at this party, a few drinks in, Googling the price of a block of butter. Yeah. And you'll be happy to know that it is something around $6.50. <laughs> Good work, Anchor. Oh, good work, Louis Road Creamery. Keep them prices low. <laughs> this is what we do on our wild Saturday nights. There's a game in the market for cheap butter. That's what 24 year olds are doing these days. <laughs> gas oh. prices and the price of butter. God, let's not even get started about gas prices. Jesus. Come to the shit show for that, actually. Price. Yes, yes, God. yes, yes. Okay. Don't just plug the shit out of all our other podcasts. But anyway, let's talk about yay. Please. I mean, Please. I haven't heard enough about him. Oh, well, yeah. No, mostly because I feel like the more we talk about him, the less there is to talk about, and soon we'll be done. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Love my job. Um, <laughs> so, I've mentioned it earlier. There are two big relationships that I want to talk about today. We've got Ye and Kim. We've got Ye and Trump. And they are surprisingly intertwined. So, like, when I was researching this, I didn't know that this was the way that it was going to go. But then as I zoomed out and I was like... Really, where have all the controversies come from? They've come from his marriage mm-hmm. and his divorce, and they've come from his, like, political sort of standpoint. And so it is really interesting to see how much Trump interrupts. It's almost like, yay, cheats on Kim with Trump, and it, like, ruins their marriage. Like, I don't know. In my head, a really interesting story, like, formed where Trump got in the middle. So true, though, but when you kind of highlighted those two relationships... That really is the crux of everything in Ye's life. I know. And then so un- and then underneath it all is his mental health and his relationship with that probably. But we're going to get into that. We're going to have a break in the timeline for us to get into that. But first, I think let's let's go back a few years to look at Kim and Ye. So they first met in either 2002 or 2003 and um, she was she was yet to be a household name. She was really good friends with Brandy who Ye was recording a song with and Kim went along and do you remember there were some clips going um, viral of either him saying it or Kim saying it that like Kanye was saying, who is this Kim Kardashian? Yes. Like, he didn't even know her name. So, two thousand early two thousands they meet. Two thousand and eight, um, the two appear together in a Star Wars themed video in which Kim is dressed as Princess Leia and Jay is. is a stormtrooper. I actually just watched the episode of Friends the other night where I feel like I've already talked about this on the podcast. What episode of Friends? <laughs> the episode of Friends where Rachel dresses up as Princess Leia because no, it's Ross's sex fantasy. Okay, you have not talked about oh. that on the podcast. Well, uh, relatable, anyway, kind of weirdly relatable. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Um, in 2011, they began sort of talking again, but then Kim married Chris Humphreys. So Kim later said, right before I got married to Chris, Kanye and I were talking, and I just went in a different direction. I think I had to go through that to figure out what I wanted. After my breakup, I was feeling really low and down, and he said, just come to Paris and see my show. He jokes that he put on this whole fashion show just to get a date with me. So I went there and I stayed with him and that's where we started dating. I swear from the moment I landed, I fell madly in love with him and I thought, oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, this is what real life is like. Love and fun and real support. So That's that's a really sweet quote. I know, and I think it's important to show that, you know, they were married for six years. 
Like yeah. they were. Oh, it was a long time in celebrity they were land. For ages. Mm-hmm. Like in in my head, it was a fleeting three year romance or something. But they were. They did. They were in love. And interesting, coming off the back of Chris Humphreys. I mean that. I was quite the keeping up with the Kardashians kind of follower at that point in time. And he, that marriage was not good for Kim. No, I know. I actually feel for Kim because you'll hear later that when her marriage with Ye breaks up, she's obviously like, why can't I get this right? Or why can't I have like a good marriage? But you've got to put yourself first, bestie. Anyway, so in 2012. Just a bit uh, of relationship (laughs) advice. Bit of really unsolicited relationship advice. So in 2012, Kanye released um, the song Theraflu, which he later renamed Cold. Okay. And he rapped, do you remember, he said, I'll admit I'd fell in love with Kim around the same time she fell in love with him. She was talking yeah, about I do remember Chris that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're dating. 2013 comes along. First child, Northwest, born mm. on June 15th. Do you remember, like, the whole fuss around the name Northwest? Well, it, it's still a buzzy name. It's, it's a weird that name. it's normalised now. But now head. I'm like, that's a sick name. It's a sick name, but, but at it's the time because it's a direction. I know. <laughs> In case you didn't realise. In case you didn't realise, because it's that normalised, I forget it's a direction. No, I know, direction. but it's like, actually, imagine being called Northwest. North. And they call her Nori, do they? Yeah, that's quite cute. That's cute. Um... Do they? Is it weird? I don't know. Um, And then after North is born, Kanye proposes to Kim in October in, you know, the huge, like, uh, baseball stadium. And it's a big, it's a big moment. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, remember that? Huge moment. Jumbotron had the huge, please marry me. (laughs) With heaps of exclamation. Lots of roses? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, no, he got, well, he gets her roses delivered often, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of his thing. Kind of his thing. 2014, they got married in Italy. Um, and who sent them well wishes? One Donald Trump. Mm. They all knew of each other, obviously. They're all in they knew of it. I they, mean, they'd they heard they of, each of each other. Um, Trump actually sort of ridiculed uh, Ye after he did the Taylor Swift speech interruption moment. Oh. So, I mean, they knew of each other. They'd sort of name-checked each other in the media a little bit. Anyway, Trump wasn't invited to the wedding, but he did wish them... The best of luck, saying, I know them well and they're both both very nice people. Huh. So this is Beautiful. where this is where we first get like the inkling that maybe maybe they're friends, maybe there's a relay show going on. And then twenty fifteen rolls around and we have Kanye's first bid for president. So he made a bid for the twenty twenty presidential election. Bearing in mind for a bit of context, everyone, Trump became president in, like, technically January of 2017, but he won the election in 2016. And so in 2015, Kanye's like, I'm going to run in 2020. So that's just where everyone's at. So he's at the, Kanye's at the MTV Media Awards, right? Taylor Swift has just presented Kanye with the Video Vanguard Award, which is a big deal. Funny that they got Taylor to do it. I mean, it's always intertwined. Oh, my God, yeah. Everything for the drama. Everything for the drama. Yay said, if my grandfather was here right now, he would not let me back down. I don't know what I'm finna lose after this. It don't matter, though. It's not about me. It's about ideas. New ideas. People with ideas. People who believe in truth. And yes, as you probably could have guessed by this moment, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. As you probably could have well, guessed. I didn't guess. I did like, not guess that. Even that was not on my radar. No. I knew it was coming. Couldn't have guessed it. No. So he announces that he's going to run. Go, go you. Um, to this announcement. I mean, actually, not go you. Lucy. This <laughs> Lucy, is, check Lucy, yourself. Lucy, check yourself. This is in that moment where it's like, it almost seems like chic or cool to be a reality star or be a celebrity and be running for president. Trump made that populism. Like, and, and made it viable. Yes, made it doable or seem doable. Yeah. And it's like, like, no, not everyone should, no, 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 you no, no. Just because you're famous does not mean you need to be in politics forming the world around us. Anyway, to this announcement, uh, Trump told Rolling Stone that uh, he's happy to have uh, Kanye as a running mate in a presidential election. He's He said very nice things about me in the past. Extremely positive things, Trump told the magazine. <laughs> he's actually a different kind of person than people think. He's a nice guy. I hope to run against him someday. Oh, it's just so weird and strange and, and altogether just silly. uncomfortable. Oh, my God, yeah. And just, like, Trump never makes sense when he says anything. So it's like, 
Oh, uh, yeah. To hear him talking about yay is just like two grosses. He don't probably make right. fucking loves the publicity of yay running oh, against him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, as we'll go to find out, yay running against Trump actually benefits Trump because yay takes votes off of like the Democrats. Totally. Because he's like, yeah, we want like more rights for marginalized people, blah, blah, blah. And so really he's just trying to take votes off the Democrats and then um, – do you think they had this as, like, an agenda? Well, that's what, like, commonly people did say. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think even Trump would want uh, yay. Like, I, I don't – well, I don't know. They seem to be friends. We'll see how the relationship goes. It could have been an agenda. But it's kind of – Either way. Sort of in conspiracy land. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have – 2016 rolling around and this is where yay really does start to come undone like in the public eye it's also the year that he's on his saint pablo tour and a few big things do happen this year which like you can see lead to his sort of undoing one of which is when kim kardashian is robbed in paris and he left one of his shows mid-tour obviously Mm. for family emergency Um, And he also starts, like, he does mention that he's, like, offers meds to make his brain sort of clearer for his art. At another one of his uh, concerts this year, he does a 25-minute speech slash rant about his political views. And this is where he first, like, really publicly endorses Donald Trump. So he goes from, like, 2015, he's going to run for the 2020 election, to... Being just like a big Trump supporter, which yeah. we'll find that Kim like it is doesn't not in favor of. Well, with Kim, so he says, "Voting for Trump don't mean that I don't think Black Lives Matter. That don't mean I don't believe in women's rights. That don't mean I don't believe in gay marriage. That don't mean I don't believe in these things because that was the guy I would have voted for." But then he went on in his speech to say. If I would have voted, I would have voted for Trump. What, basically insinuating that he didn't vote? Yes. So he has said multiple times that he didn't vote. So people are like... Well, how political can you be if you're not voting and then you're coming up to run? Exactly. Well, he, we know he's not that political. He just has these wide ideas. But yeah, it's, I think it's just the fact that he's never voted is like... Doesn't no. vote well, well for his gonna, case. Well, no. no. And after a few more of these concerts where they did start turning from concerts into rants, like every concert, it would be longer and longer. He'd Mm -hmm. talk about Jay-Z and like he really would start to just speak more than he would sort of perform. Um, This was sort of when people were beginning to become a bit concerned, right? Yes. Yeah. People would like leave the concerts and, you know, they were really Start videoing him and kind of being like, what's going on? Yeah. So after one of these concerts, he was admitted to hospital um, as a preventative measure for his own safety, but by his doctor. So his doctor actually called 911 to admit him to hospital and like involuntary put him in the hospital for nine days. The doctor said a mixture of stress, addiction to opioid medication and like Kim's robbery Uh had led him here. And then after he was admitted to hospital, he actually cancelled the rest of this tour. So we're in 2016. He's just started to really publicly come undone. He's always been a bit outspoken. He's been very Kanye West. But now it feels like it's a bit more. And Mm. I think, Liv, now is a good time for us to take a wee break in the timeline to chat about his mental health because the rest of the story is like fully underpinned by whether he's having maybe a manic episode or an up or a down and probably good for us to understand that before yeah, we talk more I about it. I think so, definitely. So what I feel like we, like as I said before, we and the media is constantly acknowledging the fact that yeah, has bipolar disorder but without actually understanding what it is, how it affects his thoughts, feelings and actions. So Throughout the spiel, I'm going to be heavily referring to a Vox article written by Kiana Fitzgerald, who has also been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So she's talking about this from someone that has shared lived experience, mm-hmm. which I think is so, so imperative and so important to talking about these things. Yeah. Um, So this is an excerpt from there describing what bipolar disorder actually is. So it consists of two contrasting ends of the mood spectrum, mania and depression. So mania is an unstable mental state described by the 
National Alliance on Mental Illness as having telltale symptoms telltale symptoms including grandiosity, over-optimism or impaired judgment. It can also include hallucinations and delusions. So depression, on the other hand, is described as a state of persistent low mood and a decrease in energy and activity. So while it's possible to flip between mania and depression during short periods of time, which I think is what most people think it is, Mm. but the more common occurrence, um, which and that's called rapid cycling, but the more common occurrence for those diagnosed with bipolar is that they can stay in states of mania mm. or depression for up to months or even years at a time. And I think that this is really important when looking at Yay because it's not like one day he's up and one day he's down. Yes, He can be consistently manic for a long period of time. And it's really important for our understanding of bipolar disorder, the fact that you can... It's not just a, like a yo-yo. It no. is like you're in these states for a long period of time. Also, like back to sort of the media, and and we'll get to this a bit later on because Kim actually does address them. And I think it's really good that in the conversations that we have about Yay, it's addressed like that he has mental health issues. That's a step forward. The only thing is like me and you, when we're discussing it, we have when they say that we have an understanding of what bipolar is because we've looked into it before we've been interested in it whereas the usual public like doesn't have just that one sentence that you read out there that could be really good like in terms of if you're like in the media and you're trying to talk about yay and hedge it first saying that like he's had mental health issues like adding that one sentence so that they know exactly the pretext 100% would be really like we've gotten to a point which is good which is good acknowledging mental health issues do cause you to do things out of character but there's like another step that could be taken a whole like so much so many more layers to it Mm. right than what people are just being like yeah he's got bipolar disorder but this still isn't excusable and it's like even you saying that means that you don't actually understand mm. what he's going through at all, which you, why would you unless you've had first-hand or second-hand experience yeah. with it? And think back to, like, tabloids and stuff, like, in the early 2000s. They wouldn't have even, you know, if, if well, like, Britney or anything, mm-hmm. they didn't even hedge that a mental health thing, unless you were saying this person's crazy or this person's psychotic, they wouldn't even, look have any empathy like, at all. like so it has come away, which is really interesting to look at. And then I feel like we're with this like Vox article and this conversation, maybe we're moving to the next point where it's like, we used to not acknowledge mental health, now we acknowledge mental health, and the next thing is acknowledging it, understanding it, and then writing with empathy. For sure. I think that's so well said, Lucy, because I think that a lot of people have huge opinions on things that they actually don't understand. Yeah. And and even so us saying we. this, it's like, you know, I I have a degree in psychology, so I feel like I know a bit about mental health and things, but I've never experienced bipolar mm. disorder myself. I've never been around someone with bipolar in my, like, you know, close-knit Close, circle. Yeah. So it's like even us talking about this is, you know, there's a huge degree of separation mm-hmm. from us to Kanye's experience, but this is why I've gone to this article because I think it's so important to get people who mm. actually have this firsthand experience with it to describe it to us. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I, th- I think Keanu Fitzgerald's title encapsulates her argument so well. So she's called the article, Bipolar Disorder is Complicated, So is How We Talk About Yay. Mm. And I think... That just underpins this whole discussion. Mm -hmm. She starts off with this quote from a Forbes interview that Ye did in, I think it was 2019 or 2020. He said, crazy is a word that's not going to be used loosely in the future. Understand that this is actually a condition that people can end up in, be born into, driven into and go in and out of. So I think that's amazing that he said that because like 2020 and 2021 and 2022 
Like, you don't use the word crazy as a derogatory you term. Don't like, use- we've been told multiple times, you know, like, in really nice ways, but, like, don't use that as just a random adjective you throw in I there. know, and I still struggle to change my language. The vocabulary. My vocabulary because it's so deeply ingrained yeah. to how I describe things that I really have to try and check myself. Same, and it's so interesting. Like, we, I mean, we actually know that Yay is so forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and he has a brilliant mind. He has a brilliant mind, and I think... You know, with bipolar disorder, you're not in manic states or depressive states all the time. You can go for years Mm -hmm. with being in a stable Mm -hmm. mood. And I think a lot of that time people are super perceptive because obviously they've got... They've been through all this They've been through all of this shit and they've seen things that no one else has. So, yeah, that is so perceptive Mm -hmm. of him. Um, So the word bipolar is often always used out of context Mm -hmm. and really often in a harmful way. And I'm sure I've been guilty of doing this in the past, you know, describing something or someone as bipolar when um, that it's absolutely not the case. Yeah, again, I feel like the world's moved on. From, well, luckily, yeah. the world and the circles we're in, definitely, like, I wouldn't have heard us or used that for years. For years. For but, years like, even years, people saying, but the weather's so bipolar today or, like, exactly. things like that. Things that we use It's concept just creep. Around. Isn't that what we talked about? Yes, concept creep. So Kiana actually says in her article that she, She's, and then I'm quoting, shared the glibbed attitude about bipolar disorder. For most of my life, I had, and as many others do, casually invoked the condition to belittle a person who is being rude or having an off day or to bash something that is malfunctioning or broken. After years of being uninformed, I would come to realize how wrong that characterization Mm -hmm. is. She says that she swings between admiration and disapproval kind of yay depending on what he's doing at the time Mm -hmm. um but at the current moment she feels compassionate towards his situation and has gone through as she's gone through the peaks and valleys that he is subject to um many people hold the opinion that kanye doesn't deserve compassion as he's allegedly refused to take medication to treat his conditions and although kiana has been taking medication for the past two years she says that she understands yay's stance which for anyone that has had mental health issues like taking medication is a huge decision oh my god yeah it's really complicated and it's not for everyone it's not for everyone, or it can take years to find mm. the correct dosage or the correct thing that you should be on. Like, it I can... think that statement about people choosing to like reserve their compassion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because he's like, oh, he's not doing anything about it. It's like, mm, have yeah. you ever been in that experience? Do you? Yeah, know I think how that's a really that like dangerous. I think like for murderers and for people on that level, totally do not feel compassion for them. But like. Choosing not to feel compassion for someone just because you don't agree with a decision they've made, maybe about medication or whatever, is like quite scary territory. Like you should always try and lead by understanding and or trying to. No nuance to no. that sort of line of thinking. Yes, it's too black and white for a concept that is so just many elements. Wildly complicated. Of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So on this line, she says, prior to my fourth and most recent manic episode in October 2019, I selectively used medication. While I couldn't afford it in some instances, in others I was willing to sacrifice my stability for the chance to feel the euphoric highs of mania. It can be more addictive than any drug. In fact, re-entering a manic episode or a depressive episode after a period of wellness is actually called a relapse. So when you're manic you feel euphoric euphoric Mm -hmm. you feel totally like invincible like on top of the world yeah Yeah. so it's like you can understand how people would chase that feeling oh yeah so I'm going back into the article Mm -hmm. yay's spiritual experience of bipolar disorder saying he feels deified which means like a god is familiar to me as well. In my early stages of mania, I feel unstoppable, like the main character swept up by a universe and carried lovingly through each intense second of my life. During the heights of the state, I tend to become deeply invested in religion and spirituality. I feel like I'm on God's team, a chosen one sent here to save the world from itself. It's intoxicating. Which this, is just so similar to Ye. So similar to Ye. This is what we see throughout his documentary, especially his Sunday last episode. Session. Yeah. For sure. He, and even a little bit in his political run. Like you feel yeah. like a god. You feel like you're going to change things for people and yourself and you want everyone to like 
see you as this person that you see yourself as. Totally. And you actually think like you're here to do a mission. You're here to save the world. You're serving God. Yeah. You're serving the people. You're like in ways you're doing it through the good of your heart. You think you, you genuinely think that this is what you've been put here to do, even if it's for that three-month euphoric period. For sure. Um, And she also goes on to say that music can become a centerpiece of the experience when she's manic. Mm. She says, I feel as though God is speaking to me directly through the bars of my favorite rappers. The lyrics feel like directives leading me to my next cosmic adventure. In a cover story for The Fader in 2008, Kanye asserts that he feels like a conduit for creativity sent from Mm. above. He says, I'm like a vessel and God has chosen me to be the voice and the connector. He said, I can't be responsible. I'm good, but not that good. So my job is just to be in the studio and do videos, and I just stand here and let God do the rest. So he literally thinks, like, yeah. genuinely believes he is a prophet yeah. sent from above. Like, he can't think logically mm. when he's in this state. And so when he takes to social media, obviously this is what we're getting, right? Yeah. Um, which... Kiana also discusses his social media rampages, nodding to her own experiences with the internet and social media while she has been in a manic state. She said, I've gone through similar moments where I've hopped on the internet and railed against anyone and everyone who's ever wronged me and even people who haven't. I've also posted things that flat out didn't make sense. The difference between me and Ye is that I've been granted grace and understanding from the vast majority of people who have witnessed me in the throes of mania or depression I also don't have the entire world looking at me friends family and strangers in one of the most vulnerable positions that a human could ever be in which is so poignant and I think this is why me and you have any understanding of bipolar is because we've really only seen it play out on social media whether it's yay in Mm -hmm. one of his like 2016 to 2022 rampages or if it's like social media sort of outbursts or whether it's someone in our real life that we've been like out of character mm-hmm. and turns out they actually have been struggling with bipolar and like the only reason we know it is via social media which is why when it came to yay we always had a level of understanding yeah. but not to this point and like I just want to shout out whoever at Vox found Kiana and like commissioned this piece because uh-huh. I'm like this is what every media company that has a platform that, ha- that publishes long-form pieces or whatever or is writing about Kanye should really be doing or at least maybe taking this yeah. and it's quoting a- it. It's amazing getting first-hand experiences to describe something that's going on in the wider world I think is amazing because it personalizes it. And people, an experience so similar. So, so similar. And an experience that a lot of people, you know, like 1% of the population is diagnosed with bipolar mm-hmm. disorder. Um, and that's if you're lucky enough to get diagnosed. Like yeah, you have exactly. There's a lot of different forms of bipolar. So both Kiana and Ye have been diagnosed with bipolar 1, which is the sort of most intense form of mm. it. But another like 2 to 3% of adults have either bipolar 2 or um, something called cyclothemia, which is basically going through lesser versions of bipolar disorder. Mm. Um, So it's really relevant. There's a lot of people out there going through the same sort of thing. So that must be so triggering to see Yay in the public eye. Absolutely. And the way that people are responding. So... She then ends her article with this paragraph. My goal is to not be the person who defends Ye at every turn. I don't always agree with his actions, so that role is something I can't commit to. What I am here to do is make certain that nobody with this condition, including one of the most famous people on the planet, feels alone. I think that's great. And I think, like, you don't have to have, I mean, we know people are multifaceted, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to have one place that you sit First of all, you don't actually really need to have a take at all, which is rich coming from us. But two, you don't have to have one, like, unmovable take totally. on a whole situation. Because like, it's just so much more complicated than I think yeah. most of us can understand, including me. Um, and so, including Kim. Kim will, yes. under, like, bless her, will definitely understand. She'll have, a, she'll have a level, and she should, of what she can accept and can take on and can handle. But she will also understand, hopefully where this is all coming from and just be protecting her kids and stuff. Like, I would say she would hold empathy because for most of the yay stuff, like, 
I can actually have empathy for a lot of it. Yeah, I think it's like not even excusing it, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's it having empathy and it's being like, who's controlling his social media? And Who that's is it. the team behind this? Who was the person that animated, animated the Pete Davidson easy music video? Like... There's a whole lot of people. It's Ye doesn't have the power to just do whatever the yeah. fuck he wants, and he shouldn't when he's yeah. Who's going to take Kim's space in his life of keeping him loved and grounded? Now that yeah. it can't be her, for sure. Which is quite scary. And also, like the treatment plan for bipolar. Yes, you can get medicated, but also living a balanced life for any sort of mental illness or disorder or any mental well-being, you know, things like exercising, eating well, whatever. You can see in the documentary that he is living, like, on two times the pace of the most yeah. – like, ten times the pace of your average person. Yeah. And so, obviously, it's going to come crashing down. These sort of things really exacerbate mental health disorders. Also, I feel like people are really good at being compassionate for a really short amount of time, but we get sick of being compassionate when things are ongoing, when things are chronic, and, like, Ye's presence in the media mm. – even Lucy and I, you know how we're like, oh, we're sick of talking yeah. about this. We're sick of talking about this. And like, yeah, we're allowed to be. We don't need to talk about yeah. this all the time. But it is like in your own life when people are going through things that last a really long time, I think as a society, we're not that good at handling it. At like continuing to yeah, like check in. Che- or, yeah. I think when I think it's two different things. When we say we're sick of talking about this, it's yeah. because – our job is researching it and, like, I'm genuinely, like, my voice is tired yeah. of talking about this. But it doesn't mean I'm sick of caring about what underpins it. This and is, that the, is thing. the thing. This is exactly what I mean. It's like, don't no. stop caring, mm-hmm. but you can stop having hot takes. Yeah. Like, it's at least about what you think. It's about you actually acknowledging that this is with this person forever. So if you have to check in... You know, once a week to let them know that, yes, you're still thinking about it as well. You do that. Totally. Or it's like, you know, we are like, oh, yeah, you know, poor Kanye, he's got bipolar, he's really struggling. But then, like, a few months later, we're like, now we're actually sick of his shit now. Like, no, stop. It's like, yeah, I understand, but he's still going going through the same circumstances three months before. So, Yeah. yeah. Such a good point. Yeah, I think it's so true. It's just like... With any invisible illness, mm-hmm. it's we're so quick to be like, yep, they had one big moment, we really cared then, and now we're just going on with our lives. For sure. Or now we're over it. Yeah, absolutely. Which really brings us back into the timeline, because at this point we're at 2016, he's just been admitted to hospital, he's cancelled the rest of his St. Pablo tour, and then he goes quiet. So, I mean, at the end of 2016, he sort of he has one lunch with Donald Trump because he wants to talk about multicultural issues, he says in one of his Twitter sort of outbursts. Um, and then he puts Trump and Taylor Swift and everyone in his famous music video, which we've spoken about um, on our two-part Taylor Swift series. So we won't be going into all the Taylor controversy because we've done that. And then for 2017, we don't see yay. He deletes Twitter. He's not really in the public eye. And obviously, at this point, he's probably got a couple kids. He's just, yeah, he goes quiet for a while. Maybe he's working on his music. Maybe he's working on himself. But then um, in 2018, he comes back with a vengeance. So he reactivates his Twitter, which social media is just such a theme. It's such a thread. Oh, such a thread. Throughout um, tracking where Ye is mentally. And this is where 2018 was the start of the real Make America Great Again Kanye West. It was the real pro-Trump and then anti-Trump and then pro-Trump and then anti-Trump and he, yay, really never settled on a um, stance. Uh, but in 2018, he sort of came back back to Twitter rocking a, a mega hat uh, while smiling in a photo with Trump saying, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother, I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. And then at this time, Kim actually came out in support of Ye because Mm -hmm. I think he'd been posting a lot when he came back to Twitter, and a lot of it was to Trump, and a lot of it was him in the red cap, and the media were like, you are, something's changed in you, and I don't think they were being, I don't think even in 2018, the media was up to, play on talking about mental health or anything 
No, no, no. So Kim said, to the media trying to demonize my husband, let me just say this. Your commentary on Kanye being erratic and his tweets being disturbing is actually scary. So quick to label him as having mental health issues for just being himself when he has always been expressive is not fair. Mental health is no joke and the media needs to stop spitting that out so casually. And so, like, because Kim has also been through a huge, like, learning. She would be learning all of this in real time. Absolutely. And the media stuff and trying to negotiate her own businesses and her family and, like, and her own st- thoughts and feelings on everything that's going on. Yeah, and she did stand by him for just a long, long time. She did. She, she really work. did. She yeah. did do some great work Keep there. Then he started doing some... Um, like interviews, often quite rambly interviews, which make sense when he's not in the like straightest of mental states. He did uh, one quite famous interview where he one he started off talking about how he loved Trump, and then he said that slavery was a choice. He said, "When you hear about slavery for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice." And so it's things like this that I think this is where people start being like, "We've got much less time for you," because obviously they hadn't had the conversation that we had just had on the podcast and so they would just be like holy shit i hear that buzzword 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 wrong 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 um you're done basically (laughs) you're done yeah he then went on snl and basically he came out in support of trump again he said it's so many times that i talk to a white person about this and they say how could you support trump he's racist well if i was concerned about racism i would have moved out of america a long time ago and so he obviously has I'm pretty sure you've always been concerned about racism. It's a common theme in your music. Yes. he ha- See, he contradicts himself a- just a lot. Like, he says the reason he's friends with Trump is because he wants to talk about multicultural issues. And then he says he wants to support Trump because he's not that concerned about racism. Um, then him and Trump, they just continue having lunch lunches together. The, the relationship really grows. Um, Kim does attend. Who gets uh, the bill, I wonder? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, the American the people. House. Yeah, <laughs> the American people. Um, Kim attends a few of their meetings, but mostly it's a yay Trump thing. Kanye actually referred to the mega hat uh, that Trump gave him as a superhero cape, and Trump said that West could very well be a future presidential candidate. Um, he has mentioned a few times that he does very well want to be. Then let's just fast forward to 2020. So 2018 was where the real pro-Trump stuff stuff started happening. 2020, Kim and Kanye now have four kids. Kanye, on the 4th of July 2020, says that this year is the year he is actually running for president. He then does, and I don't know if you remember this, Liv, but he did like four hours of super long interviews where he was just rambling and people were like, the media went wild because they had to try and make sense of just like four hours of content. So I'm just going to give you a brief rundown of what was said okay, in those. Because yeah. I remember Refresh it happening. my memory. And I remember just being like, oh my goodness. Because obviously mm. we were working on Siska at the time. I was like, uh, how do I How do I cover this? this? So he said that he was running for president in 2020 under a new banner, a party called the Birthday Party, with guidance from Elon Musk and Kim Kardashian and some other, like, vice presidential candidate that he's already chosen. Um, He said, like, anything he's ever done in his life, he is going to win. Um, He also said, 2020, 4th of July, he no longer supports President Trump. I am taking the red hat off with this interview. He also said that he wore the Trump hat as a protest to the segregation of votes in the black community. Um, and then he also said he really likes Trump's hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. Right, okay. So yep. just going from Valid. like segregation to just saxophones in the lobby, just a lot of everything. He was also asked if he's okay with like taking sort of the black vote potentially from the Democratic nominee, which was Joe Biden, and then helping Trump, which we kind of talked about before. And he kind of just said that he was fine with that. He also reiterated that he's never voted in his life, Liv. He did throw in there that he was suspicious of the COVID-19 vaccine. Just, um, just sprinkles that just in there. Just sprinkle that in there. He said Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. So this is mm. the first littering of like his sort of anti-abortion Religious. Stance. He says that he envisions a White House organizational model based on the security, based on the secret country of Wakanda and Black Panther. He said, I'm not saying Trump's in my way. He may be part of my way. And Joe Biden, like, come on, man, please. You know, Obama's special. Trump's special. 
We say Kanye West is special. America needs special people that lead. Bill Clinton, special. Joe Biden's not special. I know. What a fucking burn. Like, what a burn, right? Um, he also hasn't developed any foreign policy. He's focused on protecting America first with their great military, focus on ourselves first, he said, which, you know, great, great for a country. Make, make your country great again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then on abortion, he sort of, in this interview, he said, I'm pro-life because I'm following the word of the Bible. So he also said, like, he's been thinking about doing this for years, talking about it for years, and he wants Elon Musk to be the head of their space program, which Elon Musk already has a few space things going on for himself, so I don't know if he needs that. But I don't know if he has time. Only if he's got time. So so there we go. There's his sort of campaign. campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a nutshell, his campaign. Then July 19th has his first and only campaign rally. And this is where he told the world that he was going to abort his daughter, North. Yes, and this is vaguely covered in the documentary. Yes, it is. So on July 19th, he announces again his full plans to run for president. Um, He starts off by asserting that Harriet Tubman, who's one of like the most respected figures in um, America, she's an African-American woman who escaped slavery and then she was basically a huge like... um, abolitionist like for getting rid for like freeing slaves and she just she is quite renowned over there but he basically discounted sort of her work and said that she just had the slaves go and work for other white people like just it was a big it was a big statement to start off with he then discussed abortion and said um about north I was having the rapper's lifestyle. I was sitting up in Paris and I had my leather pants on and I had my laptop and I got all my creative ideas and then the screen went black and white and God said, if you fuck with my vision, I'm going to fuck with yours. And I called my wife and she said, we're going to have this baby. I said, we're going to have this child. So even if my wife were to divorce me after the speech, she brought North into the world when I didn't want to. She stood up and she protected that child. So from what I can gather, what he was saying here is like, you know when he said, if you fuck with my vision, I'm going to fuck with yours. He thought that God was fucking with his vision of living the rapper's lifestyle totally. by bringing North in. It was going to ruin his creative process. Yes. And so he was like, he didn't want to have that child. Kim said, we're having this child. And he basically told the world this. He then started crying, speaking about his father, who he said, and we see a bit of this in the documentary, apparently his father wanted him to, his father wanted his mother to abort him, um, saying that his mum saved his life. Which is all very confusing if he's got that emotional tie to abortion in terms of, in terms of his father wanting to abort him and then saying that he wanted to abort North and then using it as a case for anti-abortion when it's like, obviously, you weren't even anti-abortion. Yeah, I know, because you wanted that. And then, like, fair enough, he's obviously done a 180 because he's like, this child was the best thing ever. But that doesn't mean for everyone, like, that that is the option or even is a viable option. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Um, And then he said about, like, sort of preempting the media coverage, they're going to run this, they're going to tell you I'm crazy. Well, the world's crazy. So big, big um, campaign rally. Big, yeah, not um, not shying away from the topics, is he? And it was his only campaign rally, thank goodness, um, I think. Kim Kardashian, this is where she sort of re-enters. So it's been big, big Trump Kanye dramas, and now it's Kim Kardashian. She, on July 22nd, broke her silence about all of this, and um, this is what she said. As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or have a loves or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. He's a brilliant but complicated person whose words sometimes do not align with his intentions. But today I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. Those who understand mental illness or even compulsive behaviour know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family and friends try. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and know his words sometimes do not align with his intention. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius and as we've all witnessed many of his big dreams have come true. 
We as a society talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times they need it the most. I kindly ask that the media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed that we can get through this, so that we can get through this. Which, coming from one of her most personal things being mm. shared with the world ever, that's still just an amazing like, I thought that statement response. was so amazing and I don't even know if she would understand how much power those words have to kind of the average person, you know. To For her like, to be standing by him regardless and yeah, to be saying like. And giving that sort of graceful, you know, yeah. paragraph about yeah. mental health and the complexities behind it because a lot of people just don't yeah. even think about that. I know. And so, yeah, I thought that was, I mean, Again, it was like the conversation we had earlier, but she was thinking the same as we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. she was stood there. She was right there with him. Um, but just to sort of fast forward, I think that this was really one of the big down, like, one of the sort of final straws, final straws for Kim. Um, and fair enough, like... There's only so much someone can handle. Yeah. Spoiler, he also doesn't win the election. In fact, he, like, honestly, he missed out on being able to join a lot of, like, the ballots in the States because he was too late and, like, he was never going to win. He didn't win. Um, 2021 rolls around. Kim files for divorce. And we have covered a lot of the messy stuff in the previous Culture Vulture episodes. So you should really go and listen to them because I'm not going to get into it because I'm honestly losing my voice. Um, But in February of 2021, Kim filed for divorce. In June of 2021, she opened up about her reasons for ending the marriage um, on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, saying he deserves someone that can go and support his every move and go and follow him all over the place and move to Wyoming. I can't do that. I feel like a fucking failure that it's like a third fucking marriage. I feel like a fucking loser, but I can't even think about that. I want to be happy. And it's actually sad. I know. Holy shit. And so, and honestly, they're pretty good for a while. Even after the divorce, it's all pretty graceful. They're, like, co-parenting their kids. Um, She hosts SNL and she sort of makes a joke in October saying, I've been very blessed in this life and I'm grateful for everything. Honestly, all the ups, all the downs. I mean, I married the best rapper of all time. Not only that, he's the richest black man in America, a talented, legit genius who gave me four incredible kids. Um, she then went to, like, the Donda sort of release party in a wedding dress, like, as obviously that would be one of Kanye's, like, creative ideas, but in support of him. And there were was a lot of sort of discourse around, are they getting back yeah. together? But it was more kind I think of it would have just been, vibes. Yeah, publicity. And Kim was just there for him for a long time until enter one Pete Davidson. Yeah. And that is obviously Ye's breaking point of um, maybe he thought that he could get Kim back or maybe he just doesn't like seeing her with someone else. But uh, following Kim's next SNL sort of hosting thing with Pete, we all know that they are, Pete and Kim are kind of dating, probably dating. I can't confirm what deny. I don't know them, but <laughs> he's on her Instagram now. And after that, that's when Ye really decided that he was going to maybe make things a bit more difficult than they had been. Um, and he also said that like he'd never seen the divorce papers. He started saying that it wasn't really true. Just twisting everything. He said they wanted to get back together. And he actually said that the wearing the MAGA hat, the Make America Great Again hat, affected their marriage. He said, good Lord, my wife did not like me wearing the red hat. Being a good wife, she just wanted to protect me and our family. I made me and our family a target by not being aligned with Hollywood's political stance. And that was hard for our marriage. So kind of self-aware. Kind of self-aware. Also, like, also sort of backhanded, though. Yes. Like, saying about I was thinking Hollywood's political stance. I know. Like, like don't. Mm. Um, then I ran for president without proper preparation and no allies on either side. I embarrassed my wife in the way that I presented information about our family during the one and thank God only press conference. So, like, these are quite self-aware, but they're yeah. still, like, it's looked too little too late. Um, and then what we know from now is that Kanye has sort of made Big comments about North's TikTok, about Kim kidnapping the kids, not letting him come to birthday parties. He does do some really distressing um, things with Pete Davidson's likeness, as we've seen in the Easy music video. He buys a house across the road from her. He's quite threatening to Pete, which by proxy sort of threatens Kim. And then for the last, the last straw, no, and then for the last, the last little section, Kim finally becomes, like, legally single 
but it is not without hurdles. And this has just happened in March. So Kim filed to like put a rush on the divorce or just like really try to get it moving after all the stuff started happening with Pete, just because safety. Fair enough. And like fair enough. And so Kanye's attorneys um, objected to her request to become single, saying that the proposal creates a risk of adverse consequences that must be resolved. But really, he just wanted to put in, like, I think his last two cents. And, like, in, in some of the things that the lawyers, his lawyers were saying, it was, like, she shouldn't be allowed to, like, remarry quickly. Or, like, you know, he was trying to he's say... He's, like, scrambling. He's losing yes. control and he's trying to grab what else, you know, the last little bit of power he has over her. Exactly. And so this, obviously, you just can't really do this. So the lawyers, like, Kim's lawyers were obviously, like, you know... Don't worry. And and Kim says, like, in her last, like, legal proceeding or whatever, and after Kanye has tried to say she can't get remarried and blah, 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 she said, I've asked Kanye to keep our divorce private, but he has not done so. Kanye has been putting a lot of misinformation regarding our private family matters and co-parenting on social media, which has created emotional distress. I believe that the court terminating our marital status will help Kanye to accept that our marital relationship is over and move forward on a better path which will assist in us peacefully co-parenting our children. So I think she has held back for so long in saying what she actually wanted to say and now she was just like, I'm under emotional distress now. Yeah, I can't carry on with this. Yeah. It's really sad. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there can sort of relate to maybe – being in a relationship with someone who does struggle with their mental health and then the aftermath of that and obviously you still care for them and love them to an extent but it's just too you know you need to be in the position where you can help them if you're feeling good about yourself yes. right and you need to have like I'd say her her boundaries are pretty pushed like yeah she dealt with a, a lot, lot and in the most public way ever and I just think like Fair enough, Kim. Go live your life. And, like, as of very early March, she is now legally single. Um, Yay, I think, is still struggling. Now, though, I do think we have a bit more understanding, a bit more empathy, hopefully, um, after listening to this. And also maybe a bit more empathy for Kim because I have been seeing a lot of sort of, like, Kim slander or like, I'm just like she's totally, totally uncalled for yeah. she's dealing with enough I think you know a lot of people are like you know but at this point it's abusive what he's doing and yes yes it is abusive we're just trying to understand where that abuse is sort of coming yeah. from and looking at it at different points like yes at this point you don't agree with and totally we're allowed to be like that's fucked but look sort of like the article said like you might not even choose to understand every single point of his journey, but there are points that we should be trying to trying understand. Trying to understand. It's kind of the least we can do when there are people going through these hardships. It's like and he has to learn this in the public so we can all learn it in our private he lives. He has to carry this day to day or so many people have to yeah. carry things day to day and it's, yeah, kind of And I actually feel richer for this conversation for having, as much as it sucks for Ye to be the person mm. that has to teach us it all, like if we actually take something from it, then the world will hopefully be more empathetic and understanding. Absolutely. It's oh. transferable to most things. Yeah. yeah. Now, Liv, what's on your radar? Oh. I'm, I'm honestly, my eyes hurt and my voice hurts. Same. <laughs> I think it's time for a coffee or something. Oh, yes. Um, but on my radar is the Andy Warhol Diaries. Oh. I think it's a sort of documentary mm-hmm. about Andy Warhol oh, and nice. his life, which is I've watched the trailer. It looks really fascinating because, I don't know, he got shot. I did not know he got shot. like, 1968 by a radical feminist who believed in the elimination of men. Anyway, I don't know a whole lot about it, but then that really changed the way that he made art. And I'm just really, really intrigued to learn about Andy Warhol. He's probably one of the most famous artists. Hell yeah. Remember when we had the breakthrough of Andy Warhol plus interview Interview magazine? magazine. And and it came up in a quiz later. I know. You texted me being like, oh my God, it came up in the quiz. Literally. It was like. That sounds great, Liv. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch that. So yeah, what about you, Liz? What's on your radar? Um, On my radar is Maggie Rogers' new album, which she has been teasing on TikTok. I don't actually know when it's coming out. She said this beautiful thing, which is like, 
no one really listens to albums fully anymore. And she was basically like, the album is 46 minutes. And when you get it, I want you to listen to the whole thing. Go for a walk, lie on the floor. She did a TikTok of all the ways she likes to listen to shit. Yes. So that she could teach people. Listening to albums for anyone, like, it's so amazing listening to it the whole way through. We've... uh, my flatmate Abby has brought a record player to our place and it's honestly just like changed the way we're listening to yeah, music because we're going to. out. Yeah, and we've probably only got like 20 records, yeah. but you literally just like have to listen to it the whole way through in the order that it's meant to it's be. It's meant to be. And it's a great experience. And I think someone like Maggie Rogers, like who cares that much about mm-hmm. this, like you sort of owe it to them to For sure. like, listen spent in the way they months want. months or years well, developing what about Adele this music. Taking the shuffle option basically Love that off. from Adele. I'm making it hard on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's also a new film on Disney Plus called Turning Red, Ooh. which, um, and it's an animated film. And I want to watch it for a few reasons. One of it, one reason is because it's like it's it follows May Lee, who is a student who turns into a giant red panda when she gets into a state of strong emotion. So it's about like, oh, well, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming like either letting your emotions show or flow or like feeling embarrassed of your emotions and like letting oh my you god be like I love that them. and there is a boy band in it which apparently I read an article with the person that like came up with the boy band that's in the film and it's all about how young women get shat on for like being fans of boy bands oh and god, it really incredible. like goes into that so I need to see this movie yes I need to see it and is it um, out already or is it yeah out? it's out already so everyone cool. go see it and uh, me and Liv will watch it too but that's what's on my radar Dal. and you know what I'm so excited to just end this podcast <laughs> I'm so excited to just chill out I'm so excited to just chill the fuck out and as usual thank you to our wonderful producer Tiahe Butler thank you Liv thank you Luce and we'll see you all next week bye, bye. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinn's Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.